This is the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you the inside track on Liverpool FC's next opponents. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Behind Enemy Lines podcast. My name is Patrick Smith, and we're going to bring you all the inside information and insight on Liverpool's next opponents, who are Newcastle United. Well, joining me on today's podcast is the chief Newcastle United writer at the Newcastle Chronicle, Lee Ryder. Lee, how's things? Yeah, all good, thank you. Very good. Good to have you on the podcast because, of course, we had you on this last season and, well, the last time we spoke, it was just before the ownership takeover, I believe, way back in December. And a lot has changed since then for Newcastle, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's almost like a different club now uh, compared to the last time I spoke to you. And, you know, back then we had, um, you know, Eddie Howe was, was just starting, really, uh, that game at Anfield. Uh, but things were, weren't going well. Newcastle obviously lost the game, uh, lost a couple of players to injury, and you know they were staring defeat, uh, staring relegation rather in the face at that point. So it, it's brilliant that they've turned around, they stayed up, and as you know, they've, they've spent the uh, best part of two hundred million pound on on players. Um, obviously, bringing in Isaac as the, the latest signing. So we'll see if he features tomorrow. But yeah, it's a different club at the moment. Well, it's so strange you know, to think that you were talking about relegation probably in December last year and how things have changed now. I mean, you know, there's so many changes, but how have Newcastle as a side evolved? You know, if you give us a tactical insight into this new side under Eddie Howe, because they're so dangerous now, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, you will see it, uh, Newcastle almost for a little bit like the old days, uh, the entertainers, really. I'm not, I'm not saying they'll definitely entertain, but what, what you can guarantee is they'll line up with a 4-3-3 formation. And, you know, unlike uh, before when Newcastle uh, had Steve Bruce in charge, uh, you know, we, they were parking the bus back then. And now now it's more a case of uh, the, the playing with a 4-3-3 formation and, and really going for, going for it in games, which is exactly what the fans want to see. Yeah, it's really exciting times, you know, just a word on Eddie Howe as well, because some people did question his appointment initially, you know, his only previous post was really Bournemouth, but he's doing such a brilliant job, isn't he? Yeah, and he's won won the imagination of the public as well, just with the way he's gone about the job. I think he really put his research in before he took the job. I think he spoke to people like Kevin Keegan uh, and, you know, how, how do I win, how do I win over the win over the crowd here and that, that's exactly what he's done uh, by playing the type of football that uh, the fans want to see which is going for it and even if you lose the game you know at least you've had a go and, and that's what the sports would like to see now going into this game that that feels like it could be a dangerous tactic given what's just happened at the weekend but I think overall uh, you will see Newcastle get on the front foot they'll try and get an early lead Remember, they got an early last time and, and it, didn't, it didn't really pay off for them. But that's what they'll be looking for. And then they'll be looking to see out the game. Yeah, what a strike that was from John Joe Shelby. Ridiculous <laughs> finishing it, wasn't it? I mean, well, Jürgen Klopp said earlier in the press conference on Tuesday that Newcastle are almost top six worthy. And the incoming transfers have really been top six worthy, haven't they? I mean, which player is going to excite you the most, do you reckon, as a Newcastle player? You know, so many brilliant signings brought in. Which ones have impressed me the most? Um to be fair, looking at pre-season, I think you've got to look at Sven Botman for me. He's a very unflappable defender who they signed from Lille, £34 million. Didn't, didn't actually start the first game, but 
since then, I think, um, you know, he's eased his way into the team. Obviously, we signed Nick Pope as well, and he's done very well too. But for me, Bottom would be the one that I would uh, I would pick out of the, the, the four summer signings. Well, I haven't seen Isaac yet. I can't give you an opinion on him just yet, but uh, but it definitely Botman for me, yeah. Yeah, Botman, really, really solid player. You mentioned Alexander Isaac there. Such a talent. One of the most wanted, in-demand, informed young European strikers. Do you reckon he'll start him or play him against Liverpool at all? Or do you reckon we'll have to wait to see his Newcastle debut? I think with that one, uh, they're looking at his uh, work permit still. They haven't actually got, as we speak right now on uh, the night before the game, they haven't got it yet. They can they can announce it up to 75 minutes before the kickoff. So it's going to keep everybody guessing, all the journalists, uh, including you know Jurgen Klopp as well. And all his stuff, they'll just have to wait and see just before the kickoff whether he's in features or not. Uh, part of me thinks it, that he could just be on the bench if he does get cleared because he hasn't really played much with the team. And I think I think Eddie Howe wants to be fair to all his players, including Chris Wood. Uh, I think Chris Wood was singled out for a bit of praise by Klopp in the build-up to the game as well. So I don't know, maybe he's trying to uh, persuade him to play him in, in the game, but we'll see, I think, uh, for me. I look at uh, this fixture as not so much a free hit, but if Newcastle's unbeaten record does come to an end, it's probably come come to an end against a team that's going to finish either winning the Premier League or winning the Champions League, in my opinion. That's how good they are. So we, we, we are still building, we're still growing, and uh, hopefully you know we can get some experience from the game, but I think it's going to be tough. I mean, you mentioned that free hit there. That sort of suits the way you're playing under Eddie Howe, doesn't it? Because you go City, such a good run for their money in that match. You know, unbelievable game. Your form's been okay so far this season. So there's nothing really to worry about going into the Liverpool fixture, is there? I, I wouldn't say there was, to be fair. I know Eddie Howe, he was, a, a, he was disappointed that they didn't beat Man City. And, and B, uh, against Wolverhampton Wanderers, he wasn't too happy with that result either. He wanted to, to get the three points uh, from both games, so he he's a winner. He'll be looking at it, trying to to get the the big results. But ultimately, I think Newcastle uh, um, will be just tr- looking to, to the best way to describe it is probably just try and stamp a little bit of authority in this fixture because they've, they've lost so many times. I think probably the best the best the best I've seen in recent years was the, the lockdown game where Joe Willock scored in the final minute to get a point uh, last season really apart from going 1-0 up you know after that it was it was all Liverpool I think the season before as well when Jet Williams scored it was all Liverpool after going 1-0 up again and we've had a lot of miserable uh, days at Anfield so I just want to basically look at the game and hopefully see them give a bit of pride on the pitch Behind Enemy Lines on the Blood Red Channel I mean, well, let's move on to the match itself. Who do you think is going to be the key danger man for Newcastle? You know, most of the talks probably going to be about Sir Maximum. Do you think there's a case for Chris Wood, as Jurgen Klopp said, to be dangerous to Liverpool? Uh, well, I think with Sir Maximum, I think he's going to be touch and go because he picked up a hamstring injury uh, against Wolves, running back, trying to defend the goal. So I don't know if he's going to feature, uh, which would leave a question mark over who does play instead. You've got a couple of contenders, Jacob, Murphy, or... Uh, Ryan Fraser, Scotland international, I'm pretty sure you'll know all about. And uh, he, both players can cause some damage on a day. And, you know, as far as Chris Wood's concerned, I think he needs 
Newcastle need to play to his strengths, which is get the ball in the box. He's a bit like an Andy Carroll type uh, aerial threat. And that's what they've got to do, really. They haven't done it so far. He's only scored uh, a couple of goals for Newcastle since we paid £25 million from Burnley. I feel a bit sorry for him in some ways because they haven't, as I say, looked to, to get it really where he wants it, uh, right in the middle of the penalty area where he's arriving with things. Obviously, scored at Tramia last week with a, a good header, and that's that's what he needs. He needs it on the mm. spot. And Newcastle have got to... If, if he does play... That's what they've got to do, but I think then that that also means Newcastle have to change their style of play, what they've been playing. So it's a, it's a strange one, but yeah, I, I think Chris Wood good in the air, but when it comes to the marauding football that Eddie wants to play, I'm not sure where he fits in with that. Yeah, it's a difficult one because it's clearly a tactic that teams have used, such as film against Liverpool. It's really effective, but you don't really want to sacrifice that new style you've got, do you? But I mean, the flip side to the question I've just asked you is, what are the weak spots of Newcastle's team? Where do you think Liverpool can look to exploit them? Well, I, th- I think just the fact that Newcastle will try and go for the jugular uh, makes them vulnerable on, on the counter. And that's, you know, Wolves certainly, you know, cashed in on that in the first half at times. The longer the game goes without Newcastle actually finding a breakthrough, the more it will open up for Liverpool. But look, we're talking about a team that's just scored nine goals in a game, a goal every 10 minutes. Uh, I'm pretty sure they, they, they can find weaknesses in any team. And, you know, I include Manchester City in that. You know, it's, that's the level that we're at. We're almost at a world-class level now. This is the, the team we're, we're facing. So it's going to be very tough for Newcastle. Could be a long night, but the way they've been playing recently, even when they haven't played at the best, they've managed to emerge with something. So, yeah, it's going to be an intriguing game. Yeah, you're definitely on the verge of that top six side. I mean, this, you know, there's a few days left of the window that we're talking about the transfer business earlier. Some very, very smart signings from Eddie Howe. At the time of recording, Jürgen Klopp still hasn't got his midfielder. <laughs> but as for Newcastle, are you expecting any more business to be done, the ingoings or outgoings before the window shuts? Uh, Eddie Howe was keeping his cards close to his chest today, but I think from his point of view, the, the key thing he said was that you know they're, they're still looking, so there could be some loan signings to come in. I can still see them signing up to two more players in the last 48 hours of the window. If they don't, then I think they've done well anyway, but there's going to certainly be outgoings because they've got, I think, 29 players in the first-team squad at the moment, so not all of them can stay, unfortunately. So I can see uh, possibly two in, four out as a as a maximum, and uh, it could be it could be a very interesting finish to the window. That's for certain. Yeah, it really could be. Things aren't bad as they are. I mean, it's been such a good rebuild in Newcastle. Now, what's success going to be for Eddie Howe's side this season? Can they realistically push for Europe, or do you think there's going to be an emphasis on silverware, or do you think they could even challenge the top four the way things are going? What do you think is a realistic and hopeful expectation for the season? I mean, I said at the start of the season that, you know, if they finish in the top 10 and we just have a season where we're not looking over our shoulder, then I think that that, that would be fantastic because we've been fighting relegation for like five years. So that for me would be a good first step. I put a cupper in there as well and it's been a good season. Europe, that's the next step really. Um, I think you're looking at trying to match teams like um, West Ham, Leicester, uh, probably Wolves if they can get themselves sorted out a bit. But, you know, West Ham have had a great transfer window, so I think even matching them would be would be difficult. I don't think Newcastle are quite there yet. I'd love to be proven 
wrong uh, because obviously I'm a supporter as well. So I, I, I think it's going to be tough to get into Europe. But we don't, who knows? If, if things uh, fall our way, then I might be pleasantly surprised. How far away do you think they are from a top four push? You know, do you reckon these a couple more seasons to rebuild or is it sooner than we think? Uh, well, I, the way I look at it these days, I look at it as, as in windows rather than seasons, transfer windows. So mm. yeah. I would say from, in terms of Champions League, I would say they're, they're at least four to six windows away from being a Champions League side. I think that's uh, most people would agree with us on that. Um, and then after that, you know, you're probably looking at half a decade of trying to build. Look at what Ma Manchester City took their time doing it. I, I know yeah. they've done it a slightly different way. Uh, but to, to be to become one of the elite, you have to sign elite players, and at the moment Newcastle just haven't got enough of those to. Uh, I mean, we've st we're still we've still got players on the books that were playing in the Coca-Cola Championship not that long ago. So we've got to really be realistic about everything, and until you know the squads had like a full clearance um, in terms of bringing in these elite players, then and I think it's going to be difficult to be Champions League, but. Yeah, it's Europa Conference League. That that's probably more realistic. But as I say, I would take top ten as things stand. I mean, yeah, it's exciting to even be in the conversation, really, isn't it? And then if you think in four to six windows time, the signings you've made now are smart ones. They could be world class players by that point. So it's definitely exciting for Newcastle. Well, let's go back to the match on Wednesday. We've already talked about Sir Maximum possibly being out injured. Are there any other injuries or suspensions within the squad who'll miss the new game for Newcastle? Uh, yeah, the other key one is Bruno Guimaraes, um, which is a real blow because he's the talisman in, in midfield, uh, fully-fledged Brazil international. Real Madrid wanted to sign him uh, not too long ago. Juventus have been in for him. Arsenal have been in for him. Uh, he's not going to play, sadly. Uh, Emil Kraft picked up a ACL injury at Tramiel last week, so he's going to be out for the full season. So there's two players you can immediately chalk off the list. So it's, it's going to be... Um, those two plus a maximum out and then possibly uh, Alex Isaac as well might not get his work permit in time. So there's there's four big names uh, mm. that you know won't be in and around it. And yeah, it's going to be a, a patched up team in some ways. So how do you think the starting 11 will line up? Uh, off, off, the top, off the top of my head, then I would say, you know, Nick Pope would probably be in goal and Kieran Trippier right back, although he is... Uh, nursing a, knock, a little knock as well. Then I would say in in the middle would be um, Fabian Schur and Botman. Left back probably Matt Target. And then a midfield of uh, Joe Linton, Sean Longstaff, uh, and Joe Willick. And then up top there's obviously no Sim Maximin. So Murphy, Jacob Murphy could play uh, Chris Wood and Almiron. And probably the only player that might surprise a few uh, if he appears on the team sheet would be Elliot Anderson, the teenage player that we've got uh, coming through the ranks. And he's been very good in pre-season. He played about 10 minutes at Wolves and nearly won the game for as well. So <laughs> he's certainly one to watch as well. Yeah, he looks sharp, Anderson. Could be a potential bolter, couldn't he? Well, last but by no means least, I'm going to ask you the most hated question every time on this podcast with a score prediction. Yeah, well... Be easy to stand here and say four three just for a laugh, wouldn't it? Really, uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be it's it's still going to be a difficult night. Uh, see a lot of goals. Uh, I'm, I'm probably, you know, 
I'll, I'll, I'll try and be positive from a Newcastle point of view. I'll say uh, we might pick up a point um, and I'll go for an entertaining 2-2 draw. Yeah, I'm going to go similarly entertaining. I think it could be another Prem Classic under the Anfield lights. I'm going to go 4-2 Liverpool and I think Newcastle will give us an early scare. But <laughs> we'll have to wait and see what happens tomorrow. Lee Ryder, thank you so much for joining me today. Brilliant insight as ever into all things Newcastle. I'm sure we'll hear from you again soon. Brilliant. Thanks very much, mate. Well, that is all we've got time for today. So thank you very much to those of you listening and watching along. Be sure to keep up to date with all of our pre-match content on the Blood Red channel and Liverpool Echo site and socials. And of course, we'll bring you all the reaction to it, including Jurgen Klopp's press conference. But for now, for myself, Patrick Smith and Lee Ryder, it's goodbye for now. You've been listening to the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel.